Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, and it's my pleasure to introduce you today to Caitlin Hayes. Caitlin, how are you doing today? I am wonderful. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, you are in Connecticut, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, well, I wonder if it's as nice a day over there as here in Austin, Texas. Tell us about that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's been quite cold, unfortunately, still. But spring is gearing up, and I'm just so delighted to be here with you this morning. All right. Well, Caitlin, I have to say, of all the people I've interviewed, <laughs> you are one of the most talented, diverse uh, people and interesting people. I want to know everything about your being a spiritual executive coach, for example. You're also what you call a psychic attorney. I mean, how do you mix the worlds of, you know, the psychic world with the legal world and the coaching world? Just start with that. That's amazing. Sure. Well, I'll first start to understand that. Where I have come in my life now, I, I understand that it's more important for me to be of service in the sense of where my skill set lies to offer myself up for service for people who need my help versus put myself into a little box and limit myself of who I can help. Because I am, I have a very great diversity of experience and exposure, and I've chosen to explore my creative interests and explore myself so that I may have a deeper sense of enrichment of my life and then be able to offer more more to my clients and more to my audiences and, you know, really uplift and excite people's opportunities and possibilities of our life. Wow. Wow. So, so, so let's, let's start from sort of the beginning. How did you sort of find yourself? What's your, if you will, story of becoming Caitlin M. Hayes Esquire? Well, the story to becoming the Esquire was pretty traditional. Went to law school, graduated in three years, cum laude with distinction, very focused on international politics and international law. Worked in a very highbrow law firm in between college and law school. was not my cup of tea. I left there and did my study of my, my volunteer stint in Belize because I, I don't believe in the ivory tower. You have to get your hands dirty in life. You must. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And, then I went and, you did, and you did that in Belize? Yes. Oh, you picked a beautiful place to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I wasn't in the tourist. I was inland near Guatemala in San Ignacio. Okay. It was in the jungle. It was beautiful. Okay. Jungle, howling monkey style, my friend, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, needless to say, I went to law school, and I, I continued on my journey very diligently. International law, I studied in Hong Kong, studied in Chile, very enthralled in understanding the geopolitics of the world. So that was kind of, that ESQ was very firmly set um, very early on for me, because I, I always knew that I had interest there. And it was almost, it was interesting how it became, is I was studying suffering. Because I was studying human rights and I was studying um, war crimes during both of the law school and college. So it was really ended up becoming a real suffering of humanity, suffering, a study of suffering of the humanity. So, um, but intellectually, I do love cross-border transactions and joint ventures. I mean, I love bringing together different cultures, ultimately, and diminishing these expectations that are really moved at the end of the day mm -hmm. um, for business and personal reasons, really. So that was that. My mother died right before the bar exam. Mm. So that ESQ start really got shelved for a while, but that had been firmly established, thank God. No, I didn't pass the bar exam, so that I had to revisit that. That took a long time to get back to that. 
So after that, I started doing business. I got into international business. Um, well, because I couldn't practice, I wasn't licensed, and I did not have the mind to practice either at that time. So then I did international business consulting, and I studied. I didn't study anywhere. I was living. I lived in Dubai for a while. That was my market of choice. So I have extensive knowledge and information about the Middle East and as, as far as even uh, Sharia law were applicable. And, and really, I mean, that market as an entrepreneur is so fascinating what they've created from the desert. So I was really enthralled with that. But then came back to America and I met the, my children's father. And we had five children together. And that was a very challenging domestic violence situation because he had some bipolar issues and some drug addiction issues. So um, through that process, I understood about the, the real Caitlin Hayes, which is the one that's beyond, beyond the image, which is beyond my body, my physical body, because that was the only way out. And the only way out of every tough situation is, is within. And when you get to that understanding of within, then you get to a different understanding of what divinity means and action in your life. It's particularly when you're looking for service and when you're looking even in your, in your context of high-level service because you have to feel worthy of having a big-ticket item. So there's a lot of the inner work that you really have to do to understand that you are worthy of, a, of a, an abundant flow. Wow. Um, so really, really beautiful. Wow, what an amazing story. You know, I, I, I have to say, I can really understand and appreciate that story of struggle. And I wonder how much for you, the international experience, the very diverse situations, the ups and downs, how did that specifically help you make the connection with the internal, right? You know, we always talk about the external sure. situation. How, well, did that, yeah, how did that bring you inward so that you started to realize that your power was within? How did that happen for you? Oh, I, I threw myself into extraordinary situations. One-way tickets, backpacking. Uh, I was an explorer. I had to get to the bottom of things. So my intellectual fascination of things has driven me so far. And, and it was in a way that I was not, I would not have been able to survive had I not had those experiences. It was that, that draw for me. So when you throw yourself in the world randomly in different places that you're going aligning with, so you're following your intuition as to where you're landing, but you have nobody around you to know, you must you must go within. Mm. I, recall, I recall many nights where it was just, you put yourself in the situations, you're going to learn the lessons, but you're going to take the risks. So I took a lot of risks for my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, not, not, now that we're here, you know, we, now we have Caitlin M. Hayes, <laughs> spiritual executive coach. Tell us a little bit about, you know, the kind of clients that you serve, um, who they are, what challenges they're, they're struggling with when they meet you. And we'll talk about how you help them later. But just paint us a picture of who you serve. I serve high-powered leaders in creating harmony within themselves and in all areas of their life. So I do that at an individual level, and I do that at a, at a, at a larger workshop level. So it's just basically the people that have the control and they exert their control over other people, but they have no control over themselves oftentimes. Ooh, ooh, what a paradox, right? Well, don't even get me started on my sexuality and diversity training. Oh. Um, and that's now as well, of really opening the Pandora's box under this Me Too movement mm -hmm. and the sexualization culture that we find ourselves in, which is just, it's not only a disservice to individuals, it's a disservice to these corporations that are really trying to create wealth and create opportunity and create advancement because this is truly what a true growth is. That mm -hmm. is what true growth is. And we're not seeing that enough now. 
You know, you know what's interesting. We, inter- we will. We will. No, absolutely. It started. But you know, you know what's interesting um, about you, Caitlin, from someone who's just meeting you, is your authenticity. And and, and here, here's what I mean. I've learned in my life after my struggles that the only place where I could find true success was if I was just me. And it sounds to me like you found in both, you know, the, the, uh, the, the spiritual and the legal and, and even the sexual activism stuff you're, you're referring to. These are your experiences. This is what makes you you and you are authentically leading your life and your business with those things. Tell us the bravery, the courage it must take for you to say, this is who I am. Tell us about that. You know, for me, it's not even quite a luxury. Like maybe some people have that luxury. For me, it's never been, that's, it's a, it's a part of my innate nature. So I cannot live non-authentically. It's, it's impossible for me to do so. Just because I've always been a driven person, I've always had my own mindset, I've always done what I needed to do, but they've been productive endeavors. They've been productive goals I've had. But the internal spiritual growth and the spiritual understandings, I mean, that evolution just continues and continues and continues. So you don't end anywhere. It's still, it's still a process. But the only way you can understand and incorporate your truths is through standing in your integrity of your now moment. And be wow. honest with yourself about who you are, what you've done, where you've been, and how you can bring it all back together energetically so you can actually create free will again in your life. That's, a big, that's a big catastrophe right now is people are working on automated trigger cycles and dysfunctions are just perpetuating. But we have to reclaim our strength in order to start focusing our energy in ways that are actually going to uplift ourselves and other people because those cycles don't serve us either. Wow. Caitlin, uh, just so you know, you drop like five or six or seven words of wisdom in two seconds. I can't even keep up. I love that. So let's, let's, let's catch one of those. You talk about energy, right? And I want you to, if you could, for our audience, connect this concept of energy with how people can manifest success in their lives, especially toward big ticket clients. And by the way, you are an expert in that area from your work internationally with, I think you mentioned Middle East, uh, some big ticket clients over there. How do you connect energy and financial or business success? How do you bring the two together? Well, first take, take three deep breaths into your heart right now. However, is working. Take three deep breaths. You know, I have a brand called Let Your Heart Breathe. My heart breathes, and this is part of the work. We start understanding our energetic flow, and our hearts are an electromagnetic field, and this is energy. So we start understanding that by feeling it. And inside our heart space, we can understand that mostly because we can understand love conditionally. Now, it's only when you can get to the unconditional love where you can start understanding that what you need to heal inside of yourself are those limiting thinking patterns that have disallowed you to think you're even worthy of the big ticket clients, Mm -hmm. worthy of any kind of dreams and aspirations. In fact, I have a class I'm teaching now, Science of Getting Rich Spiritualized, which is now really promoting this creative method versus the competitive method of creating wealth and abundance in our life. So I'm very excited about that. Um, But regardless of, of that, I think it's the most important for us to believe that we have value to experience the best of life. So all of these negative thinking patterns, energetically, we can dissolve them. It's what I, that's the work. I'm, I am an energy worker, basically, at the bottom line of it. You mm-hmm. can change your memories. You can change your perceptions. You can change your cellular memory. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can do it again, dear. You can go try it, okay? So, yeah, my babies. I have five yes, babies. Yes, that's and amazing. Managed to never have anybody in daycare. So I've been home with my babies. And I, that's my priority is in my life is my babies. And, you know, frankly, 
if we really shift our focus into being the best leaders we can for our children, this work becomes so much easier mm. because we don't want them to relive our cycles. I always tell my children that. Learn from me. I don't want you. To, I don't want to see myself in you. You better show me something better than that. Yeah, yeah. Learn you know? from me. Don't necessarily copy what what happened. Please, Awful. I'll tell you. I'll give you the whole thing. You don't have to do it. <laughs> wow. So, so you mentioned a couple of things that I, I just remember. You go fast, Caitlin. So we're going to stop you on a couple of things. One of them is limited thinking. Okay. You mentioned that, that a lot of us have limited thinking that stops us from energetically connecting with the right authenticity that will make us successful. Explain what you mean by that. It, it goes from um, past life situation. It goes from your parent situation. It goes from your grandparent situation. It goes from the, the community that you've been lived in, that you've been raised in, that you've grown up in. And it becomes, um, even in a country type situation, you can have a religion that can be separating their, their people in the same manner. So it's, it's a matter of where you have been taught that you are worthy of conditional love. Mm. Because the truth is unconditional love. And what is really is love. Like sometimes I say dear Lord and sometimes I say dear love. Because the point of our physical body is this is a divine vessel for unconditional love to flow through us. Mm. But it cannot because our chakra systems are blocked by these bad thinkings and these memories that we have the opportunity to heal with unconditional love, in fact. So it's wherever you were taught conditioned on love whether you had to get an A to be loved, whether you had to make sure you got to this school to get love, whether you had to make sure you helped your brother to get love, mm. whatever your parents and people around you conditioned your worthiness of feeling in the true bask of unconditional love. This is the limit. That is what you wow. have to break free from. I, I have to tell you, this is so powerful because I can give you just from my world, you know, I, I had a father who was a PhD and all my life I want to be like my father until one day he told me, um, you got to put that guitar away because, you know, anybody can play guitar and that's not important in life, music. But guess what? Music was the most important thing for my life. And it has been a challenge to grow out of that energetically. How do you suggest that people let go of those limited beliefs and climb into their greatness? Do you have any strategies that you, you, you sort of... Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Too many. Because I just started modeling like three years ago, right? Uh -huh. So I'm in this whole new dimension of understanding that part of the moment in my creative because I'm an artist. I am understanding more about my interests. I'm a dancer. I'm an actress. I'm, I'm gearing towards that part of my life as well. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is I do this too for my executive coaching clients is we'll do a photo shoot with some of them. And it's so amazing how you pull yourself out from the situation when you get creative. That's all about passion. Mm. This is passion. You have to have passion in life. Without passion, you are dead. There is no life. That's for me. Like you asked me, do I have a choice? I don't have a choice. <laughs> I'm such a passion-driven person. There is no choice. It's either passion or death. There's nothing else for me. Wow. <laughs> and I don't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not scared of dying, really. I mean, I had a near-death experience last summer when I painted, but it was fine. I just have children here, so I'm not going to leave them. But there's nothing to fear about death either. I mean, that's a big, big, big hurdle for people excuse me, in their lives, but having a passion, having respect and awareness and honor for your passion, because that takes you out of yourself because something is born in your heart. It's not about you per se, mm -hmm. again, because this is the oneness. We are all connected, right? This is my unique disposition of the unconditional love in my body, but it's the same as yours. It's just as mine is unique to me and yours is unique to you. 
meaning we have different messages that we have to share. But this is born in your heart. It must be born in, in your life. It must mm-hmm. be. That's why people get sick. That's why people get cancer. That's why people are depressed. That's why that's why all these things are happening. So it's like, what really is your choice? You have wow. to live a good life and be honest with integrity. And the gifts and talents that you have, you must be grateful for them. You must honor that. Mm-hmm. You must honor that too. So you get out of your own cyclical thinking about it. And you stand up and you shine in your truth. And in those moments, this is when you're the closest with the Lord, with God, with the divine, with the one source, everything. Because you're just like, go. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, you know, Caitlin, when we first uh, started talking this morning, you told me that you had a, a favorite story or two about your interaction with big ticket clients. And I'm really interested in that, not only because that's what our show is all about, but because I would love to know how for you as a spiritual executive coach, you've made that connection between the energy and the spiritualism, you know, spirituality, sorry, uh, and big ticket clients. How do the two come together for you? And what advice do you have for anybody who's interested in? in that approach. It's number one is about understanding the the value that you're sharing. So understanding that you understand the value of what work that you're doing. And the only way to do that is you must get out of your personality about that. And again, work with the divine vessel idea that you're serving your clients through the expression of the love that's uniquely divine to your manifestation of your work. So it's understanding that you literally are that powerful. And understanding that is the number one thing. And it's not the power of the ego. It's not because you must actually get the ego out. This is the whole problem with the competitive method. This is what is flawed with it. It's the only true confidence comes from the fact that we understand that we're part of a divine plan. And in order for us to have the highest realizations of our experience, we must honor that and surrender to that fact as well. And that surrender includes understanding our worthiness of the high ticket item. What's high ticket? It just means higher value. It means that there's more. I have a client that's powerful because I want to affect them because they're going to affect other people, right? I mean, I do other things for people that aren't powerful. I'm always on live doing things on streaming and whatnot. And I have a lot of classes for people, excuse me, supporting them as well and getting this ideology firmly implanted in their mind. Um, so it's, it's really is about understanding of leveling our mindset as to what our worthiness is. And the only way to do that is to get yourself out of your ego mind and allow that to die. And the only way to do that is to break through your unconditional love through your chakra system and break away those memories and those bondages and so much more. Do you have a, do you have a favorite story of how you took a client uh, from maybe where they weren't actually where they wanted to be energetically and you helped them to, to find the right spot and, and created for them financial and business success. So I'm thinking of a big ticket client like you, you, you shared with me earlier. Do you have a great example that you could tell us about a story of how that happened? Um, so a story where using the spiritual principles resulted in financial success. Okay, so sure. And this is going to be, and it's interesting because the story I'm going to share with you is a story about a, an executive coaching client who was having physical ailments, right? Because I'm a healer, you're a healer, we're all healers, right? So obviously if you're having physical pains, you, you, you're limited in your ability to actually make money, right? Yeah, so yeah. We're gonna, hey, we're, I'm going to use this as, an, as an, a backdoor thing. So she was having some physical issues with her kidneys, and we, we came in and I was praying with her and she was praying and I was holding that space and bringing that energy for her. And it was almost at the stage four dialysis level for her. And through praying, through praying with her, um, we were able to alleviate the pain, but it was through my acknowledgement of telling her that 
the fluids in our kidneys, because I am all about our sexual integrity and our sexual purity. And there had been some situations where perhaps she has been mixing some fluids within her body and it was ill affecting her opportunity for her body to, to function optimally. And bringing that truth into her body, it, it alleviated her pain. So she literally was going to be going to stage four dialysis and her pain went away. And I actually have a review for her on my website. How do you get clients? How do you get clients uh, typically? What, what's your marketing process for getting clients? Um, the marketing process for getting clients is a lot of it is going to be referrals. A lot of it is referrals. But as, I'm, uh, as I now have my spiritual CLE program for lawyers that I've just launched, which I'm very excited about supporting the legal community, mm-hmm. which I love very much so. I love lawyers. Which is your background, which, which you are a member of. Exactly. And I, and I really do. And I still practice law. I have a law firm, so I do still take clients. But more importantly, is supporting attorneys and healers of legal trauma versus protagonists of legal trauma. Because just as though your legal issues are going to be resulting from your spiritual issues, I'll be right with you, dear. As well as your, your physical issues are going to be the, the result of your spiritual issues. The opportunity lies in taking the seat of being the healer in your profession so that we can, you can go, dear, I'll be right with you. And so that we may be able to, okay, honey, just one moment, yep. just one moment, some baby. And that's life too, right? That's life too. Yeah. People work from home. This is a child. If this is irritating you, that's a, that's a trigger, right? So we have to be aware of these triggers that come up in our lives mm-hmm. so that we can understand underlying it. Somebody wasn't patient with you when you were a child. So that's why we're impatient with our children. That's why we have to repair in our own parents in order to be able to repair in ourselves, in our minds, in our minds. That's a really huge strategy. Thinking of your child, thinking of your parent as a child is tremendous. Now, but now, so the, mm-hmm, yeah. yes, go ahead. No, please continue with the uh, trauma with the, with the attorney. So I have a lot of workshops scheduled now upcoming. So I'm certain that that will what will derive into the individuals. But again, I do like serving the larger. Uh, events as well. So I have been doing the corporate events already and the live meditations already. So the legal is this new little niche I'm very excited about. And I do really want to help attorneys because again, they're high powered. They're affecting clients' lives. They're supporting that process. So the more that they're aware of what they're going to be able to do Mm -hmm. as far as actually being healers versus protagonists, Mm -hmm. it's tremendous. Now, how how do you see the role of uniqueness in, in your marketing and, and in your sales process for finding people, you know, you are extremely unique. You know, when you mix, you know, the worlds of the spiritual world and the legal world and, and the way you present, um, this is really a, a very tight niche, which by the way, is the way to do it. Um, but how do you see uniqueness and, and what advice do you have for people who sort of serve everyone? Um, and, and you have really decided that this is who you serve. Right. And, and again, I don't limit myself to who I can serve, really, because I open myself up to, to tell who, who needs me will find me, right? Who needs mm-hmm. me will find me. But so I just do me. <laughs> I do me. So as much as how ironic life may be, even when I started writing Spiritual Poetry, I have two books on Amazon, and I started doing it for me. So to be honest, some of my marketing is for me, and I share myself. And I say, this is who I am. Do you want to come play? This is my number. I can help you. I can get your, you know, your help. 
your wellness and a priority that is really requisite in your life in order to have harmony in your life, in order to really be in peace. Because again, people always say, oh, happy, happy, happy. No, 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 no. Happiness is so cheap relative to peace. Mm. And this is the most important thing to understand because happiness also gives us these cycles of this, um, the addictions and the, 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 the taking ourselves away from the reality that we need to do where peace is ever present. And if we deepen our understanding of what that means in our lives and the priority that that is in our lives, everything else will flower from there. So I literally just exhibit that truth, what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned, and I can see the connections between your strategy for marketing um, and, and your idea of the creative method versus the competitive method. Um, I bet that you probably would agree that almost all marketing is sort of the competitive method. And so you, are, you focus on yourself, you, you offer yourself. How do people respond uh, to, to just you being yourself? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I must clarify that marketing isn't con- marketing is the competitive method, but uh, much of marketing, and I, and I have a marketing company even still, I have a background in marketing after law school, I did marketing, mm-hmm. so, and I'm vegan, so don't even get me started on really what the marketing, okay. why, who, and what, and whatever, so yeah. marketing, marketing are, are, a lot of marketing are lies, but because we're living in the lies ourselves, we're mm-hmm. resonating at that level of those lies. Mm. So it's, that's just that's just the result of our not taking care of ourselves to understand to be able to have discernment of what is true and what is false. Mm-hmm. And you can't have that if you're living in your life and not having the discernment in your life. I mean, part of the work I do, my first, I have a sexuality healing class. And the first thing we do is we say, where did you see sexuality growing up? Because it was dysfunctional. Because very few people were enlightened or, and even are still enlightened. So we have to look and see and we have to say, that was a lie. And we have to regain our control and power back from that lie. Mm. So it's really just about maintaining truth and integrity in our lives, first and foremost. And now we'll translate it. But you're going to only be meeting the people that can resonate on your level as well. Yeah. So there's part of the education you must do in your marketing, particularly if you're in this creative method. You have to educate. So I'm always sharing. I'm always sharing in my posts. Truths, emotional truths, and my posts of ways that we can enrich our lives independently, individually, while being in a state of of, of control. In that most ironic sense, which is in surrender. Mm. So ironic how that is. But um, I have like five books I'm going to write on that. That'll oh, be oh, that, I actually wrote a song once called "I Surrender," so I fully understand that. So, so, um, Caitlin, as we wrap up, what last couple of words of advice would you give to anyone on the creative? journey to sort of connecting with themselves in such a way that they can begin to be successful with big ticket clients. What last words of advice would you give to, to, uh, to anyone in, in that regard? Um, the most important is to understand that the power is in your mind. The power mm-hmm. is in your mind and that can only be activated by connecting to the unconditional love of source energy. And okay, dear, that's okay. We'll get in a second. So that's the only way that we can get to that place of truth Mm -hmm. is understanding that the truth and the key is always been laying within inside of us. And understanding that that is the place of empowerment that we have to be operating from, not from the victim, not from the blame. Because truth be told, I also teach about the reality that just because you've been harmed, guess what? You've also harmed other people Mm. and you're responsible for that too. So we do healing work and reclaiming our actions. Even when we were in disillusion and triggers, we're still responsible for everything that's happened in our lives and everything that we've had to do in our lives. 
That's mm. part of our responsibility. So it's a matter of living in integrity and understanding that we have that choice to make and the harder road in the sense of having to face your pain and face your story is the only road to freedom. It, wow. That's Wow. So you're saying freedom is rich. Freedom is abundant. Freedom, yeah, is, yeah. freedom is pink champagne and roses, my friend. So you're saying before you take that next step towards your destiny, look inside first and make sure that's okay. Yeah. You must, must understand first if that's even scripted in your mind to believe that that's a possibility for yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, it's in this cycle, cycle, cycle. And you're not going to go anywhere and you can listen to affirmations till the cows come home. But if you have even a, a, some bond that you have with another person that you have to break and you have to get your energy back from them, this is, you must have this internal understanding of, of your energy flow and your blockages primarily. Wow. wow. What resources would you recommend for people uh, who, who may be on this journey and maybe would love to read a book or, or maybe come to you? I mean, what, what would you suggest? And then tell us where people can find you online. Well, the Psalms is the best place to start. Especially if people are really having a very hard time is go to YouTube and put the Psalms on because mm-hmm. the Psalms saved my life. It got me out of the situation I was in with my ex where I was in a cyclical situation with him. So the Psalms is the best place to start. And um, Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles is a fantastic book. I'm um, sorry, say that again. Um, Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Okay. And Homekean Ethics by Aristotle is a must-read book for every human person. These are the you only need these two books. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's powerful. Now, Caitlin, how can people reach you if they want to learn more about you, your programs, and so on? Bookcaitlin.com. So B-O-O-K-C-A-I-T-L-I-N.com. My okay. handle is spiritualize you, S-P-I-R-I-T-U-A-L-I-Z-E-Y-O-U on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And then, um, you know, my law firm is available to you at Caitlin Hayes Law. I am of service and I do have a very specific area of cross-border transactions. And that's why I also support these high-level people because I understand so many moving parts. Mm. So my niche really in using my legal expertise is not limited because, again, I'm of service. So if somebody needs me, they will find me. But mm-hmm. it's about understanding that all the various different moving parts. Okay, honey. All the various moving parts that we have to accomplish in order that we may, again, um, understand the world is our oyster, right? The world is our oyster as well. Mm-hmm. Well, Kate, Caitlin, um, I wrote some of those down, but we'll have, uh, we'll have links to, to some of these websites that you've referenced in the show notes. But I just want to thank you, want to thank you for, for two things. First of all, Caitlin, I want to thank you for demonstrating by example and the love you have for your child, even as we watch you right now, demonstrating what it means to have great energy that, that produces life and success. Thank you for showing that. Thank you, thank for, you for, thank for honoring me. that reality. Yes. So yeah. we'll do that. And, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a problem too for people where they don't believe that they can do things because they're limited by their circumstances. Yes. And they're limited by their, their realities and their children and everything. And yes. I'm a single mom of five. Honey. What, honey? Don't listen me. What do you mean? Don't listen me. No. <laughs> there. Um, so, oh, it's time for a nap. It's time for a nap. <laughs> <laughs> this is life. This is life. And, and I, I have three kids myself, and I get it. 
you know. So what is what is enlightenment? It is peace irrespective of external conditions. There you so go. There you go. Right All right. All right. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for a wonderful time. And um, we look forward to speaking with you again soon. All right? Very best. God bless you. Take care. All right. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast. For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.